Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. This week, I want to challenge you and I want to stir you up because what's stirring on the inside of me is there a message of to, to let people know and encourage people and to strengthen people, to, to encourage you, to challenge you. Don't turn away from God. Don't turn away from what you know is truth. Don't turn away because it looks dark or it looks hopeless or the way things are going. It, it, there's so much information out there these days that it, it, it really can be overwhelming. It can try to, to super, super load or, or overload our mind to the point that we, some people are so confused. They don't even know what, what is really reality. Is God even there? They're beginning to question who God is, beginning to question is serving God even beneficial? And this is not something new. This has happened throughout all of history that even the psalmist uh, speaks about where that, you know, when, when you look at the wicked and the wicked seem to prosper, is there, is there, you know, it, it looks like in the natural, is there any reason for serving God? Is there any reason for following after him and continuing? Yes. Don't turn away from God. Don't turn away from what you know is truth. Don't turn your back on the only one, the only true salvation, because the world is in such turmoil and chaos. Don't turn away from what you know is your salvation, what is the the foundation of who you are, what is rooted on the inside of you. God's word will not fade or ever change or turn away. God's word will not crumble. It will stand and last forever. The, the Bible was given to us for the purpose of strengthening us, giving us hope, giving us the, the knowing who God is, to know who, who He is and, and the, the plan of salvation and what, what our future is, that in troubled times, we will not turn away. We will not uh, get so dismayed or, or uh, so discouraged that we, we turn away from the one true God. We turn away from what we know is true. Yeah, it may seem like things are, are tough and, and, and getting harder by the day, but we who stand in faith and stay seeking God's face will always find the answer. God's people will always find a way of escape. The Bible talked over and over and over that the righteous, yes, the righteous suffer persecution, the righteous suffer affliction, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have been made to be his, his righteousness. We have been made joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So even though it looks like in the natural things are so uh, tur- uh, turning upside down, we cannot lose our faith in God. We cannot turn away from God and turn away from who we know is the source and is the answer. Let me go ahead and open up in prayer, and then I'm going to uh, read a few scriptures here and just really uh, challenge us to go back to our first roots, go back to the roots of, of, of our faith foundation, go back to what we know is true, hold on to that, don't let go of it, and really it's, it's you know, uh, in the, again, in the world of so much information, uh, everybody's looking for revelation after revelation and new things and new things. But you know what? What Jesus did oh, 2,000 years ago is still working today. It's the basics of the Bible. It is the foundation. It's those principles, those those basic foundational principles of, of trusting in God, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, following after Him, seeking God's face. 
studying the Word of God, getting God's Word on the inside of you, listening to the Spirit on the inside. These are foundational things that w- that don't fade away. They don't change. They don't weaken. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't get less, but they get stronger on the inside of us if we begin to cultivate them and and don't forget who we are. So let me let me go ahead and pray, Father, in the name that is above every name, Father. I lift up, Lord God, people that are discouraged right now, Lord, people that are that are in a troubled time, people that are in the middle of chaos, and really, Lord God, they're uh, in the natural. It doesn't seem like there is a way or there is a, a solution, but God, you are our solution. You are our source. You're our provision of everything we have need of. Whatever's going on, Lord God, in this world, we can always turn to you. Whatever happens in this life, Lord, you remain constant. You remain unchangeable. Lord, you never fail. You never get weak. You never tire out. Lord, you, your power isn't isn't waning, Lord. Your power isn't getting weaker and weaker, but Lord, you are as powerful today as you've ever been. Lord God, we thank you for the power of your word and the power of the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. And Lord, we honor you today and we call upon you, Lord God, to deliver people that are in, in a struggle, deliver people, Lord God, that are in, in a, a place place of darkness. Deliver people, Lord God, that are suffering with oppression and depression. And, and Lord God, they they uh, can't seem to find that ladder to get them out of the pit. God, your word, your name is the ladder. Your name is the way out. And Father, we thank you in that name, the precious name of Jesus. We declare in Jesus' name strength and liberty and freedom over people that are suffering. Strength and liberty and freedom, Lord God, over people that are that are hurting today, Lord God. That your word breaks forth and changes and opens up their spiritual eyes to see the truth that God, you are our source. You're our help in the time of need. And Lord, we worship you and we thank you in the name that's above every name, the precious name of Jesus. So what was stirring on the inside of me is that, that people right now, it's, it's whenever things begin to get chaotic and, and the blessing doesn't seem to be as, as overflowing as it used to be. You know, we live in America, the most blessed nation on the earth. We don't, we haven't dealt with the suffering like other nations have. Thank God that we have been so blessed to be able to, 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 to have freedom and even financial freedom and, and uh, freedom to, to, to live in such a blessed nation that we're able to get the gospel out and to, to send missionaries out. Well, now they're sending missionaries to America. They're trying to help America out because America is seem to be turning, uh, turning away from God. But we cannot we know the truth. Those who have, have heard the gospel and have grabbed a hold of it, uh, asked Jesus to come into our life, become our Lord and Savior, has has set our foundation upon that solid rock, put our foundation, our faith in Jesus Christ for all of eternity. We cannot turn away from God now. We cannot turn because things look dark or they look hopeless. You know, and, and this phrase just kept rolling over on the inside of me. There's no shame in being discouraged, but the shame is staying there. There's no shame in getting discouraged. The shame is staying discouraged because if every one of us face trials and situations, we face hardships, we face things that, that we've never faced before. And sometimes discouragement just uh, comes in on us. Sometimes it hovers in us or sometimes it comes in like a, like a wave or a flood. But staying in that place of discouragement is the shame because if we stay in that place of discouragement, we have chose to turn away from God. We've chose to turn away from his help, him being the source, his, his way of, of doing things. And we've looked at 
uh, uh, the, the world or another way or have said that serving God is not worth it or serving God is not the solution or is not the answer. We have turned away from the one true living God, the only way for true salvation, the only way for true help. When we stay in a place of discouragement, we have we are neglecting to call upon the name of the Lord and stay in faith and watch God move. And you can say, well, you know, I've prayed and I've, I have asked the Lord. And I, well, you know, sometimes we ask in, in unbelief. Sometimes we ask in a way that we really don't believe God is going to. We cry out in a whimper or a whine, but we don't cry out with, with knowing that God, I'm crying out of a struggle, but I'm crying out with faith that you will deliver me and that you're my source and that I'm not backing up and I'm not quitting. We do it in a way that it really is faithless or, or hopeless. We say, Oh Lord, you know, help us. But really we're saying, Lord, you can't help us or Lord, there's, there's, you know, there's no way for you to, to even change my situation. It's never going to change. And we, we, we stay in a place of discouragement. We stay in that place of not, uh, trusting God to the point that we walk through this. Listen, your feelings and your emotions are going to lie to you. Your feelings and your emotions will tell you that the answer or the, the prayers, you're uh, studying the Word of God, seeking God's face, you're calling upon the name of the Lord, is not making a difference. Your emotions and your feelings are, are moved with every whim and every, every feeling and every, every, uh, every uh, type of insight or every type of, of uh, uh, news, every type of, of the word I'm looking for, every type of information that comes, every type of information that hits your brain that could be negative or, or, uh, or destructive in nature, all of those things affect our emotion, information into our mind. That's why it's so important that we set our mind, the Apostle Paul talked about, setting your mind on things above. You set it. That means that you have got to make a decision to place it, what you think about. You set, you fix you focus, you determine, you settle what you're going to think about. We, uh, you know, we're all guilty of this. We, we are in a, you know, a place of feeling blue or feeling down or whatever. And we flip open the phone or social media and we go through all this stuff. And, and then you get done and you don't feel any better than you did three hours before you started flipping through it because it's, it is taking your mind. It's like alcohol or to someone that uses alcohol to escape a problem. If, you know, not everybody does this, but, you know, with alcohol, but some people take alcohol to the extreme of the point that they, they take it to the, to numb themselves so much that they forget about the problem. But whenever the, whenever that alcohol wears off, whenever that numbness wears off, the problem is still there. Well, that's the same way with getting our mind, getting your mind off. It sometimes helps a little, but it's not the solution. It's not the answer. It's not the way to, to defeat or get out of a place of discouragement. It's a temporary fix. It's a temporary, you know, you, yeah, you didn't think about it for a little bit, but now when it stopped, now what? So the, the solution is getting yourself into a place of relationship with your heavenly father, getting back to that relationship of declaring, speaking, talking to him, interacting with your heavenly father. And you say, you know, uh, you, you, you may struggle with your prayer life, but prayer doesn't have to be a such a religious act. It just needs to be communication. The best form of prayer is you communicating to your Heavenly Father. 
you talking to him, telling him what's going on on the inside, you walking the floor and telling God your situation and then declaring over your situation what what the your the the answer is and that is that God is your deliverer you walking the floor and beginning to get the mind of the spirit it's okay to tell God uh, you know what's going on but don't stay in that place of just of just pouring out or dumping out all of the problem or all the all, all of that begin to do what Christ did when he said to about speaking to a mountain declare to that mountain who your God is Begin to declare that God is your source. Begin to walk your house and begin to walk your floor and begin to declare that your life is changing, that your situation is changing because God is involved, because God is, is working on your behalf. You begin to declare from your, out of your spirit, out of your spirit flows the river of life. That abundant life comes out of your spirit. So when you walk the floor and you begin to say, not just the problem, not just talking about the, you know, what the, uh, you know, what's really bothering you, but you begin to declare to that situation, you're going to change. If nobody else in your life is going to speak uh, powerfully or going to speak with authority or supernaturally, or nobody else is going to speak in your life powerfully positive, not just positive speaking, but speaking positively by declaring what God is going to do. If nobody else in your life is going to do that, that's where you will have to do it. You be the prophet of your own home. You begin to declare, you begin to speak out change into your, into your, uh, life. And as you read the word of God, whenever you read something and it stirs or jumps on the inside of you, begin to speak it out of your mouth, begin to declare it. The Lord, will, as you read the word, you say, you know, I'm not getting anything. Well, have, do you ever read the Bible and, and just read down through and all of a sudden just one verse just begins to, to speak to you or jump out? Camp on that. Don't, you know, don't, don't just, oh, well, that was good and go. No, hold on to that. God is telling you right there. This is the answer. This is the supernatural seed that needs to be planted. The supernatural seed that needs to go down on the inside of you that it will begin to grow and produce a harvest. When God declares something over you and you see it in his word that, that, that the power of God's word to change your situation in Zechariah, whenever they, I'm going to read this in Zechariah 1 3. It says, uh, therefore say thou unto them, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Lord of hosts, turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Turn unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you. That just began to leap out at me whenever I was thinking about people turning away from God, how, how Zechariah was prophesying to the nation of Israel saying, you turn to God. God is saying, you turn to me and I will turn to you. God will not abandon you in a time of need. If you turn to God, he will not turn away from you or turn his face from you or neglect you or not be there to help you. If you turn to God, God will himself turn to you. God will not turn away from you. That is a promise of his word. But what we're doing is we're not turning to God. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not denying God or, or I'm not turning away from him as my God. But, well, really what we are doing when we turn to other things for our help, when we turn to other solutions besides him, we're turning away from him and to something else. We're not denying him as our heavenly father. We're not denying him as our savior. 
or as our, our gift of life or the for the plan of salvation, but we are turning away from that moment of help or that that time in that time of need. We're not turning to the Father. We're turning to another solution. And that's nothing more than being a prostitute or a harlot. When, when God talked about the, the nation of Israel, how they, how they turned away and went to other idols and other gods for a solution, for, for help, for a way out or, or to, to look at some, some other way to be their deliverer, then we're turning away from the one, the true God, our, our helper. It's just like, you know, if you, if you're married and you have a husband, a husband and wife and they, when there's when there's something that needs they need help with if they run to another person if they go to a if a wife goes to another man to try to take care of things in the house what kind of what would that do that's that that would just really cut the husband or if the, or if the husband goes to another woman for emotional needs and says you know I'm not you know begins to confide in them what does it do well for one it's going to lead down a path of destruction and, and before very long you may not be married it's turning away from the, the the true source where we're supposed to be abiding in, where we're supposed to be connecting to. So when we turn away and look to other things, we're turning away from the true help, the one that is waiting on us and says, if you turn to me, I will turn to you. I'm, he, he's giving you that promise. I'm not going to turn my face away from you. If you come to me for help, I am not going to tell you no. If you come to me, for help and guidance, I'm not going to abandon you. If you come to me, if you seek my face, the Bible also declares anyone that puts their trust in him, anyone that puts their trust in the Lord will not be put to shame. When we trust God, we are not going to be disappointed. We're not going to be let down. But the enemy would like to try to get us to think that prayer doesn't work. Serving God doesn't work. Living for the living for God is is not uh, it, it has no value. What difference does it make? Because everybody else who doesn't serve God, look at them. Their life is more blessed than ours. But it's a smoke screen. It's a lie because it's only temporary. But the true help, the true help comes from the one true God. True uh, living, true guidance, true wisdom comes from God. And it's everlasting. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be there uh, one day and then gone tomorrow. It's gonna sustain us through our life. It's gonna get us out of that place, not just a band aid, but it's gonna be the true fix. So turning to God, turning to Him in a time of need, is is the solution for where we are right now. Not turning away from God, but turning our eyes, our thoughts, our our uh, our heart, turning our our prayer life to Him, turning our questions to Him. And listening and waiting by faith for the answer, for the solution. Listening to God to lead us. And as he leads us, then to take that step. And when the Lord gives you the, the, when, when you're dealing with a, whether it's a, a family member, you're dealing with someone that's troublesome, you're dealing with a, a situation that it's just strife all the time and you begin to pray about it. And then the Lord gives you the wisdom and says, speak softly, speak gently, speak kindly. Don't get angry with this person. And you act on that, then you will begin to see the wall come down. And when the wall comes down, then the Lord can come in with his word and then, and then the seed can be planted and received and it can actually begin to grow. But when there's a wall up, when it's hard, when the, the ground of the heart is hardened, 
and that seed hits it, all it's doing is laying there on that hard ground, and then and then water hits it and it begins to sprout, and then it dies because it has it cannot be rooted. But when the wall comes down and the heart begins to be softened, then that's the opportunity, that's the moment that the word of God can go in and the seed is planted. And I'm speaking this, I know this is, you know, sometimes the Lord gives you things prophetically or he gives you things about, uh, you know, I don't know who who's dealing with this, but I'll t share this little testimony with you that when I was uh, raising, when we were raising our children, when our children were young, uh, my uh, my daughter, my middle daughter, she uh, was, you know, more strong willed than the others. And I was not handling myself correctly with her when she was young and as she was getting into the teenage years. And it was just constant strife. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on? Why can I not get through here? And the Lord spoke to me one day and began to tell me to be gentle with her. Because whenever I saw, I'm the type of person, you know, my dad, my dad raised me to be, you know, you do things and you do it right. So if you're not doing it right, then it's like, hey, this has got to change. You're not, you know, some, I was so legalistic and, you know, just if it, if you're not doing it by the book, then you're wrong and you need to straighten up. And so as, as I was raising my daughter up, then not, not, a, not so much Annette, but me, as I was handling her, it was constantly just butting heads. And I'm like, Lord, this has got to stop. And what is going on here? And so I began to question him and I began to, to go to the Lord about it. And the Lord instructed me about Tori. He said, be gentle with her. And when I began, when I submitted and I'm like, first I resisted. I don't want to be gentle. I don't, I want to straighten this out. And I want to, you know, I want to, I want to be able to say, Stop it, and you stop. I want to be able to say, do what I said, and you do it right now. Well, that doesn't always work. And so as I begin to stop and not get offended because I saw the resistance in her, or if I instructed her, or if I corrected her, and immediately the wall came up, and I wanted to bust the wall down with force, when I began to change, when I began to change, I saw her change. When I began to deal gently, when I began to listen to what the Lord said, listen to his instruction, my help came from the Lord. I didn't turn away from him, but I turned to him for help. And the, and the, the, the answer that I got at first wasn't what I wanted to hear. I didn't want to hear that I needed to do something different, that I needed to change. But as I submitted and I said, okay, Lord, and as I began to be gentle and I began to, when, when my flesh would want to rear up, I would stop myself. I knew the Lord said, be gentle with her. And when I began to stop and speak softly, whenever we were, uh, when we were in a situation of correction, whenever I had to deal with something with her that had to change or I had to correct her or that, that I needed to get her to do something, when I began to speak gently, the wall came down. And then I could see the true heart of, of her. Because all of that wall was, it was just, it was, the wall was coming up against the, the pushing she felt coming from me. But once I began to be gentle, then she was able to open up and share exactly what was going on. And when she, when the wall came down, then me and her were able to talk. We were able to, to I was able to see her side. I wasn't just, see what I was doing was I was looking at the resistance. I was looking at the wall that was up. I was looking at her being, to me, it was her uh, being disrespectful 
and not honoring me, not being a person of, uh, not, re, you know, just that disrespect of, of I'm not going to do what you say, but all, but that wall was coming up because I was so forceful against her. But when the wall came down, I could actually see what was going on and hear what was happening in her life. And as then I was able to talk to her and we were able to walk through and handle and deal with this thing together. But until then, it was just resistance after resistance after resistance. But that wisdom came because I put my trust in the Lord and I submitted to what he said. So when we go to God and we're asking the Lord for wisdom, when we put our trust in him, whatever the Lord tells us to do, we turn to him and don't turn away to some other some other way of doing it then God's help will work and it will change our situation. God's word works all the time. And when the Lord speaks to us and we honor him and we submit to him and then we begin to walk it out, then God's word will take effect in our life and it will begin to produce the fruit that it's supposed to produce. But during this time, not turning away from God, not turning our back on him because we don't see the solution or turning to something else for the answer. No, the answer is still in God's word. It's still the the relationship with our heavenly father. It's still communicating with God. That is still the way, the source, the root. It is still the way to live. It is still the way to, to stay on path, to stay on track, not turning away from the one that is, is our help, our source, our strength, our life, everything that we have need of, just because it looks like the world, the world's way, you know, those that are not serving God are doing just as well or just as bad as we are. There's no difference. There is a difference. Let me tell you, there is a difference and it will eventually show up, but we have got to stay in faith. We've got to stay believing, stay trusting, keeping ourselves focused on the Lord, keeping ourselves in his word, keeping ourselves in prayer, in communication with him. And we will begin to see things change. We will begin to see the light come. The light will shine in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, today, Lord God, for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. And Lord God, for overshadowing us, Lord, especially during this time, Lord, and where people are seeking your face. Father, I thank you for helping them to to hear the answer and have the courage to obey what you tell them to do, to have the courage, Lord God, to step out and obey your word, Lord, your instructions, to have the courage to humble themselves before you and to begin to do what you've called us to do. Humble ourselves before you, Lord God, so that we can hear your voice correctly correctly, and that we begin to act on it and we begin to do, Lord God, what you give us instruction to do. And when we do, when we follow you, Lord God, the result is going to be awesome and amazing. And Lord, we thank you for never abandoning us, never leaving us alone, never leaving us helpless, Lord never leaving us or forsaking us. But God, your goodness, your mercy chases and follows after us. You're so good to us, Lord. And we thank you for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for moving and working and changing our situation in the name, the powerful name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.